0: Welcome back, y'all, to Summer's Vibes podcast, and I'm your host, Summer. But you already knew that. Last season, we focused on several different topics from a millennial point of view. In this new season of my life and where we are as a country and a nation, we're going to continue that conversation, focusing on politics, spiritual well-being, and our society as a whole. Make sure you subscribe to Summer's Vibes podcast to stay informed. This is a season you don't want to miss. Welcome, everyone, to Summer's Vibes podcast. And if you have not recently listened to an episode or previous seasons of my podcast, welcome. We do have a very special guest on today that I am excited to introduce you all to as we near close closer to our midterm elections. We're less than 100 days out. I want to make sure that um, we are informed of who we are voting for, um, what they stand for, what some of their policies are, how that impacts us. So when we go to the ballot box, we're making an informed decision uh, for ourselves and also for the future of our children. So with that being said, um, I do want to welcome Democratic nominee Rochelle Garza to Summer's Vibes podcast. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for um, for really coming on and, you know, talking about, um, you know, what's at stake here coming up in 2022 in our midterm election. So kind of where I want to start is I think it's important for people to know who you are, like, you know, who you are, what you stand, what you stand for and what led you to run for uh, Texas um, attorney general.
1: This is <clears throat> 2022 is going to be a really important year um, I know everyone says that this election is absolutely critical, every election, but, but this one really is uh, for multiple reasons. I'm originally from the Rio Grande Valley. I'm a civil rights lawyer. I'm, I'm a new mom. I, I had a baby about four months ago, and I'm also a millennial. I think representation is in, incredibly important. Uh, I, I'm running for attorney general to fight for, for families, for everyday people, everyday Texans. I've just seen what happens when you have someone like Ken Paxton in office and what that does to communities, to women, uh, to people of color. This office in particular has a lot of power. Paxton uses his office to take away choice, Mm -hmm. uh, access to reproductive health care for millions of of people in the state of Texas. He tried to take away Obamacare, the ACA, tried to uh, get millions of, of DACA recipients deported. Um, So this, this position is important. It it plays a role in everyone's daily life. I'm running for it because, because I think that we need to have someone in the office who cares and understands what it's like for everyday Texans. You know, I'm a, I'm a woman, I'm a Latina, I'm from the border, have lots of student debt. (laughs) So I know, I know what's at stake for, for people. And I've You know, I've taken on some really important legal battles and I've won. I've had a very successful legal career. And I want to take that energy to the Office of Attorney General and to fight for everyday people.
0: Yeah. Speaking of student debt, I have so much debt. So I'm with you on that one. Um, And, you know, speaking to some of the issues and the topics, you know, looking at your uh, website, you know, One of the things you just touched on, which is health issues, reproductive rights as as women, right? The right to choose. And we are, you know, aware of some of or I'm aware of some of Kim Kim Paxson's extreme views. Right. And uh, some of the things that he has enacted that has made it extremely hard for people, whether it's a younger, younger, younger generation or communities of colors, communities of color that's, you know, made it significantly harder on us. So I do want to talk, you know, touch on the top issues. I want to start with your thoughts on Roe v. Wade. You know, we had that historic turnover by the Supreme Court um, that really impacts our entire country, not just the state of Texas, but the entire country. And we know that Texas has one of the strictest uh, abortion bans um, in the country. And um, one of the things that you talked about and that I read was that uh, that representation that you have that had of that 17-year-old denied um, the right to choose, you know, and not only taking this in Texas, but also to Washington, D.C., with that being said, if elected um, attorney general, uh, what will you do to support those women and families of reproductive rights? And, you know, really, how would you ensure that the families have the tools and the resources they need uh, in order to make the best decision uh, for their family?
1: Roe versus Wade has been overturned. And what that means is that each state is responsible for their own laws around reproductive health and access to abortion care. In Texas, there is the trigger ban uh, that will go into effect in, I think, a few more weeks. It outlaws abortion. Right now, abortion is outlawed in the state of Texas, as per a 1920s law -hmm. that Ken Paxton made sure went into effect. The trigger ban law bans abortion. There's no exception for rape or incest. It also empowers the attorney general to collect hundred thousand dollar fines against abortion care providers, and abortion care providers can go to prison up to life in prison. It's incredibly draconian. It's it's a very scary place to be in Texas, if and especially if this attorney general, if he is going to go after everyone, I, I I think. Look, I've, I've taken on reproductive rights cases in the past. I, I, You know, when I was in private practice, I did take on the case of Jane Doe. She was a 17-year-old immigrant teen in custody, in federal custody, and she was denied access to abortion care by, by the Trump administration and Ken Paxton, who tried to involve himself in that case. And I fought that case all the way up to the Supreme Court, and we had to get through Brett Kavanaugh before he was on the Supreme Court and when he was an appellate judge. So. I knew he was gonna once he got onto the Supreme Court that he would overturn Roe. And that's why I did testify against him in the fall of 2018 during his confirmation hearings. I know what this is like. I know what it's like to to battle an entire system that doesn't believe one person matters, that doesn't believe access to a basic healthcare right doesn't matter. And and I know what it takes to to fight back. Um, I'm committed. I am deeply committed to restoring abortion access in Texas. I know that that we can do it if we win this election. Uh, the attorney general's role will be huge when it comes to protecting choice in Texas. There's a lot of legal maneuvering that can be done. I've already made the commitment that I wouldn't enforce the trigger law if elected uh, attorney general, that I would not go after anyone who is just trying to make the right decision for themselves. I would not go after abortion care providers. Because this is this is a human right. This is about human dignity and about um, our ability to be fully realized human beings and to have the power to determine our own course in life. It's something that means a lot to me. And I want to make sure that that is front and center and that people in Texas, young people especially, understand that that is what's on the ballot in November is your ability to determine your own course in life is on the ballot in November.
0: I didn't agree more with you on that, you know, to, for people to kind of understand the severity um, of where we are right now, um, and just really understanding that it's going to take a village for everyone to come together and make sure that they use their voice and use their right to vote. Um, you know, so I, I, I agree with you on that. As far as you know, how can we support those families? So, like, if elected, you know, you stated that you would restore um, the the uh, abortion action, like protect, protect the women. But, you know, a lot of kind of what we've seen is women and families being able to, being unable to support their family or, um, you know, so if, de- depending on how they decide to choose, if they tr- decide to keep or abort a child still what can we do to support them? And not only, you know, from a financial or economic sense, but also mentally, um, the toll that it does take on the person that is going through that, you know, how can we ensure that we're um, supporting these families as much as possible, these women as much as much as possible in whatever decision that they decide to make?
1: I mean, unfortunately, the decision is no longer ours to make uh, as women, as, as people in the state, in terms of whether or not we want to become a parent. Um, the attorney general is really supposed to be the people's attorney. It's supposed to be a position that is responsible to the people of Texas. Those are that's where the duty runs. Um, The office itself can can do things like enforce child support. Right. Mm -hmm. These are these are. Things that are going to fall into problems that are going to be exacerbated when you're forcing people to become parents. uh, They're not going to have the resources that they need in order to to raise a healthy family and to and a lot of times to pull themselves out of poverty. I look at the attorney general's office as one, making sure that we restore access to important civil rights like abortion care and to support families by making sure that they're getting child support, making sure that workers are protected, that they're not taking advantage of and denied benefits or misclassified, and also making sure that nobody is really taking advantage of when it comes to their light bill because of what happened with the power grid failure. Um, these are all things that the attorney general's office can do to sort of, to support a family and all the things that underpin a healthy family, because you got to put food on the table. You got you to make sure you have a job that pays you well and that you're not taking advantage of. And the attorney general's office can actually do these things to, to support someone. Uh, that's how I look at this position. And that's, that's why I'm running for it because I see it as so important to, A healthy family. If we have someone in that office who actually cares about people that that wants to do better for people, because Ken Paxton has done nothing but try to consolidate his own power and to um,
0: to harm our families. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, I I know that was pretty extensive, but I just wanted to make sure that we did touch on that, and so people kind of know where you stand um, because it's just so vitally important for uh, women, young women, um, and also our communities of color as well. Kind of want to switch gears here. Um, now just to like voting rights. Last season, I had Beto on here. And we kind of talked about, excuse me, not last season, the season before the, that first season, we had Beto on here. And we kind of talked about how um, Texas really continues to try to make it harder for people to use uh, their voice and uh, also vote as a right given to them. With that being said, as Attorney General, what are some things you will do to ensure voting is made easier on on individuals? We know that several polling locations have been closed, some some of that quickness they have. We also know that you know, there's been some intimidation there when people go mm-hmm. to the polls. So you know, what are some things that you would do to ensure that's made easier? And you know, would you support like automatic voter registration for individuals?
1: I mean, your vote is your voice. Voting is a is a right. It's it's something that everyone should be able to exercise and should not be undermined at all and unfortunately we have seen that voting rights are constantly undermined especially in this last legislative session that we that the Texas legislature had where they made vote by mail much more complicated, much more difficult. And then we also saw Attorney General Ken Paxton challenging the the ability of certain counties uh, Harris County to expand uh, access to voting so extended hours or drop uh, drop locations mm-hmm. um, so you you literally had an attorney general who's supposed to be the people's attorney attacking people's right to vote. That's obviously not a position I would take. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know in fact, Late last year, when when we got into the race, my campaign became aware of people that were naturalized citizens that were being purged from the voter registration rules. And we kind of we opened the lid on that issue. And it, it turned out that there were about twenty four hundred people across the state of Texas. Texas, that received these letters saying, you need to confirm that you're a citizen. And if you don't do so within 30 days, you are going to be purged from the voter registration roll. Mm -hmm. And these are people that had been voters for 10, 15 years, you know, had been citizens for even longer. Um, This is happening within the state and within our state government as attorney general I'm going to have. I'm going to ensure that people are held accountable for, for actions like that, and make sure that the right to vote is respected. We've got a lot of people with disabilities, people that are that are elderly that have to vote by mail, and the change in rules have just made it impossible for people to to do so. It also impacts people that are that are not English dominant speakers. I mean, mm-hmm. we. I mean, this is a very diverse state. We've got communities from all over the world that live in Texas and that want to exercise their right to vote, and they should be able to. My position is that we need to make voting easier, and I will use every power within the Office of Attorney General, whether that's issuing opinions, whether that's litigating or investigating, to make sure that people have the right to vote, especially in, you know, our more vulnerable communities, uh, communities of color, um, rural
0: communities, and, and ensure that that right is protected. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And so that that's my cue as well, just to say, you know, if you all want to see change in the community, if you want to make sure that your right right to vote is protected, this is why we need to go to the ballot. This is why we need to vote. And this is why these conversations are so important um, for us to really make sure that we have so we know where Each individual stands. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, that I see is, um, you know, I I take a poll on my social media. You know, do you know who your local representative is? Do you know who your state representative is? Do you know where they stand on certain things? How has access been to voting? And so most people don't know. And so um, they, they don't know who their rep, their rep is. They don't know who's running and or. They don't vote. So it's really um, imperative that we push that initiative, uh, especially for our young, our younger generation. So um, that is good to hear that you will make sure that for those elderly, the disabled people in rural communities, people um, that just have access and have a tougher time to access you know, a voting, a voting location that they can vote by mail to make it easier on them. So uh, one of the other things I kind of want to touch on is on uh, gun safety, as we know that this has been um, a recent or a recent or more frequent uh, situation that's been brought to light more than what we would like and is very unfortunate. So the school shootings have our parents, uh, school districts, um, our law enforcement um, agencies looking for ways uh, to really ensure school safety, something that is c- close to us and it does affect us whenever we do see school shootings. Um, I have a niece and a nephew, um, you know, also worried about them. So what plans uh, do you have when it really comes, when it comes to school safety?
1: This has been such a big, uh, a big issue for me. I, so the night that, that we won the primary was the same day as the Ubalde school shooting. So while we made history as, uh, you know, I'm the first Latina to ever uh, win a democratic nomination for for attorney general. So while we were celebrating that, I I was mourning what happened in, in Ubalde. It pains me that this is what's happening across the state of Texas and across this country. And that policy is what led us to this position. The fact that we've loosened Gun laws uh, is especially in this last legislative session, a lot of folks don't realize, but the age, the purchase age for weapons was 21 and it was lowered in the last session to 18. And while the shooter was 18, there are more examples of this across the state. I mean, people should not be able to purchase a firearm at the age of 18. It should be raised to 21. There are common sense gun laws that we can put on the books. A lot of that has to go through the legislature. You know, the the Texas legislature should have they should have been called into a special legislative session. That's what Governor Abbott should have done. He's not going to do that because he's bought and paid for by the NRA. Ken Paxton. His solution to to the school shootings was to arm teachers at the same time tell the parents that life is short, <laughs> that it's in God's plan. He also is litigating to make sure that silencers are are manufactured and sold in the state of Texas in contrast to what the federal law says on this issue. We've got people in office, in statewide office, that are not prioritizing the safety of Texans. It shouldn't be a death sentence to go to school or Mm -hmm. to go to the grocery store or to even go to church. This is not who we are. This is not who we are as Texans. And this isn't who we are as a country. I want to make sure that we have some basic gun safety laws that that are going to improve things so making sure we raise the age to 21 making sure that there are background checks and that there are red flag laws. But those red flag laws, meaning what, what's a red flag law? It's it's where somebody who is um, in a domestic partnership with someone can petition a court and let them know, hey, this person is is dangerous or is, it may be dangerous temporarily. We need to pull the gun away from them. But we need to make sure that all of that is done with... Um, with caution of the communities, it could impact the most. And that's typically Black and Brown communities that are already over-policed. We have to look at what we can do to improve the situation. We know what we can do, uh, but we need we need the other side to come to the table, come to an agreement on this issue.
0: We have a few minutes left. So I want to give you, I want to ask you one more question and just kind of give you the floor. Um, lastly, which I probably, I've been giving you the floor most of the time here. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time here, but I do want to close it out and give you the last few minutes and really focus in on what it will mean to you uh, being the first Latina woman woman elected as AG um, Attorney General. Um, And then, you know, what message do you want to send to our younger generations, our younger and also young women as well? You know, so what does that look like for you?
1: Well, it would be the honor of a lifetime to win to win this, which we can. I'm within three points of Ken Paxton. Uh, this is a very winnable race. We just need to make sure that people turn out to vote. Look, I know a lot of folks don't think that politics has anything to do with them, but politics touch touches every aspect of your life from the time that you go to school. I mean, we were just talking about gun safety and how that impacts your your schools, all those drills that you're doing when an active shooter situation, that shouldn't be the case. And that's the result of of politicians that aren't doing what they can to make sure that you're safe. The fact that you have student debt, it's because we don't have an attorney general that's going to hold predatory lending accountable. There are so many aspects of your life that are impacted by politics please look at who's on your school board look at who's at your uh, on your county uh your county judge look at look at all of the elected officials around you and and know where they stand on positions if you're a woman in this state if you're a young person getting pregnant could be a death sentence. I I mean, we are in a situation where we don't have access to basic healthcare. It's not just about abortion, it's about all of the healthcare issues that are around it. This election is absolutely critical because if we don't turn the tide on these statewide elections, which we absolutely can because every single vote matters, whether you're in a red county or a blue county, it doesn't matter because you cannot gerrymander a statewide race, all of our votes count this is going to be the most important election for us, for Texans, it are the statewide elections that we absolutely can win. Do we want a future where we don't have the right to choose, where we can't uh, decide for ourselves whether or not we become a parent, whether or not you can marry the person that you love, or do we want to do better? Um, that's what's at stake. It would mean the world to me to, to be able to serve in this position, to serve the people of Texas as the people's attorney but it also is important to have representation that reflects our communities. So it would be an honor to be in that position.
0: Thank you so much. And then lastly, you know, just so people know where to find you, whether that's social media or your website, um, is it RochelleGarza.com? Is that the website? So website is
1: uh, Rochelle Garza for Texas. Okay. And I believe all of that is spelled out. My social media is Rochelle M. My middle name is Mercedes. Mercedes Rochelle M. Garza on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You'll find me on all of that. And then we do have a TikTok also. It uh, <laughs> has been a little less
0: active, but it's there. Uh, so we're we're working on it. All right. TikTok is is the new wave apparently. Well, thank you so much for joining today and really uh, giving me your perspectives, uh, your perspective and uh, really informing us on things that matter the most. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.